I read the headlines today. It says, U.S. locked and loaded. That's good, ain't it? Locked and loaded. President Trump declares victory in Syria. I wonder what in the world I ought to preach on. Matthew 24, please. Matthew, verse, chapter 24. Locked and loaded. I'd like for you to turn to Matthew 24. Allow me for just a moment to look down into verse 6 for our text today. The Bible says, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. That's the text. What in the world is going on? In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus is speaking of fact, not fiction. Literally, I believe he's speaking of just in some 37 years, Titus and the Romans will besiege Jerusalem and fulfill verse 2. Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily, I say unto you, there shall not be left Hear one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Jesus spoke this about 33 A.D., 70 A.D. Titus and the Romans besieged Jerusalem and completely destroyed the walls, the temple, and the whole smear. And so Jesus was warning these to whom he's speaking, not only warning, but admonishing them that in just a few years, things were going to get rough. And he said in verse 4, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Prophetically, chapter 24, the book of Matthew is speaking of the rapture, the tribulation period that is going to come upon the earth, and the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's also speaking prophetically concerning Russia and Putin. Have you heard that much of that lately on the news? North Korea, Kim Jong-un, Syria, Bashar al-Sadad, and Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, China. Well, what about World War III? Do I have your attention? What about World War III? 
there shall be wars and rumors of wars. I'm 78 going on 90. I don't ever remember a time in my whole lifetime that there's not been conflict and wars and rumors of wars somewhere in the world. But I was just wondering this morning, what about World War III and the nuclear holocaust that Hollywood has propagated and put a mindset in our minds? What about should we run and get in our storm cellar? What about World War III? Millions are concerned and even Christians are concerned. And I guess we should be concerned if the only place we get our information is ABC, BBS, B-U-L-L and Fox and wolf and sunflowers and everything else. Where should we get our information? I guess maybe we could always turn to Washington or the White House or the outhouse. They're all just as about as dependable. We might turn to news media like Facebook, Facebook, and somebody else's book. Or maybe we could look at God's Word. Do you think that would work? I wonder what God's Word might say about this thing. Verse 6 said, There be wars. And rumors of wars. How many believe that? I mean, if you really believe that, say amen. Amen. All my life, I've been ducking nuclear war. When I was in grade school, they used to have uh, bomb drills. We'd get under our desk in case they drop a nuclear bomb. That was really assuring. I would rather jump in the outhouse. But maybe it says, have you heard anything about war lately? And then I read on, see that you be not troubled. Is that what that book says? I wonder, is this dependable? Would you rather believe this or Fox? Be ye not troubled. Could I please give you a redneck interpretation of that? Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Don't panic. Don't sell the farm. Somebody is in control. There'll be wars. Yes, they are. There'll be rumors of war. Yes, there will be. But don't be troubled. 
Isn't that, isn't that neat? I wonder why we miss that little phrase. It says, see that you be not troubled. You know, I read that phrase again one time. The Bible said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Because we're not looking for a hole in the ground. We're looking for a hole in the sky. For my Father's house are many mansions. Are you glad of that? And if we're not so, I would have told you, I'd go to prepare a place for you. He said, be not troubled. Don't worry about it. Was there anticipation when our president said, we're going to do a job on them. We're locked and loaded. Somebody, oh no, dear God, here comes World War III. And everybody jumped under a couch. What in the world is going on? Christian. Your Bible says, don't sweat it. Putin is not in control. Neither is Trump. Somebody else is driving this boat. Oh, you understand that? It says, don't worry about it. Verse 6 now, read the rest of the verse. For all these things must come to pass. Putin, Kim Jong-un, and Trump is not going to interrupt God's program. All of these things must, not maybe, not it's a possibility, not if it works out, they must come to pass. There's going to be war. There's going to be rumors of wars. Don't sweat it. Because they must come to pass. Now who does it sound like to you is in control? Trump, Putin, or God? Then what are you so worried about? Well, we ain't even got to the good part yet. We're just messing around a little bit here. Don't be troubled at it. They got to come to pass. It's not dependent upon Congress or the United Nations. I'm going to leak something today. Are you ready for a leak? Watch the rest of the verse. But this is not the end. Don't tell Fox News. Don't tell anybody. that That's a leak. It's not the end. It's not the period at the end of the sentence. The paragraph is not finished. The book is not written. 
The final chapter is still being produced. The end is not yet. See, this book will help you if you'll get into it. The end is not yet. God's plan is still in place. Do you any, does anybody get any satisfaction out of knowing that God is still working on us? God's plan is still in place. God's still in control. And I have news, though, it's getting close. The end is getting close. Could I please show you the warning signs? Verse 7. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. These are the beginning of sorrows are right before the rapture of the church. When you see all of these things starts happening, don't worry about it. The end is not yet. My plan is still in progress. And the way you can tell it's getting close is by the things that is happening on this earth. And just before he comes again, kingdom will be against kingdom. And nation shall be against nation. And there shall be famines. Heard in that lately. And there shall be pestilence. Every time I go to the doctor, I've got a new virus that is foreign and nobody in the world knows what it is. It's a brand new one. And earthquakes in diverse places. Would you like to guess how many earthquakes took place today before 930? 54. 54 earthquakes took place in the world today before 930. A.M. They upgraded every hour on the hour. Earthquakes, Portugal, Chile, Brazil. Earthquakes in diverse places. I can tell by the way you look, you knew that there's 54 earthquakes took place this morning before you got up. You say, how do you know? You still got sleep in your eye. The end is not yet. 
just because Brother Trump threw a few little firecrackers over in Syria, that don't mean it's the end. Because all of these things must take place. There'll be earthquakes in diverse places. Famines. March 10, 2017, it was recorded that 20 million people were suffering severe famine in the world. 20 million people. One out of eight adults in America today will go to bed hungry. One out of six children today are wondering if they have a meal, the next meal. Famine. Pestilence. Biblically, it's referring to sword and famine. Pestilence is a result of war and famine and hunger and starvation. How do we know it's getting close? Well, Jesus said, when nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there's famine and pestilence, sickness, incurable diseases, the end is near. Because these are the beginning of the great tribulation period that's going to come upon the world. A time such as never been before and never be again. When the devil is turned loose in all his force and anger and evil to purify this earth. Time in the Bible described as a time of Jacob's troubles when God is purifying the nation of Israel and calling them back to repentance. When all of this happens, the next thing that you should listen for is a trumpet. Because the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And all we that are alive shall be caught up together to be with the Lord in the clouds of the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Preacher, what do you gather by watching the news? The rapture's right around the corner. Preacher, what do you learn by World War III? I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be taken out because I am not given to persecution. Well, I read this the other day and I, I noticed three things that probably is on the way. Number one, the way everything is looking and since people are so sinful, persecution is on its way. I don't know if you realize this or not, Christianity is now the most oppressed religious group in the world. 
in at least 110 countries, Christians are severely persecuted every day. At least 100,000 Christians are killed every year because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Iraqi Christian children who were told by ISIS to recant Christ and embrace Islam, all of them refused to do so and told ISIS, we love Jesus. It was 21 Christian men they led to the beach, dressed in their black claws, led by ISIS, terraced in their orange jumpsuits, who had them kneel on the beach, you remember, and told her, he can't Christ or die. One of them was praying and all of them refused to recant Christ. There they cut their heads off in the sands of this world. Persecution, Jesus said, is coming. They'll persecute you, they'll lie about you, they'll even kill you. You say, but preacher, that's in Iraq. That's in Afghanistan. Yeah. His name was Christian Hart, Harper Mercer. He was the alleged Oregon Community College gunman who asked students, stand and stake your religion before I shoot. Demanded that all Christians stand, and when they did... He asked them, do you believe in God? They said, yes. He said, that's good because in one second you're going to meet him and open fire and kill every Christian standing. That's in America. Her name is Kim Davis. She's the county court clerk in Kentucky. She's the one who refused to write and give a marriage license to same-sex couples because of her religious conviction and her belief in the Bible and the Jesus Christ. They incarcerated her, threw her in jail. That's America. There's one thing I know about watching television and watching everything that's going on. It's going to get worse if you embrace Christ. It's going to get worse if you believe your Bible. It's going to get worse unless you dip your colors and compromise your stand. Christian, if I know my Bible, Jesus said, persecution is coming. Secondly, war is coming. Kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation. I don't know why we're paying that bunch of Arabs not to fight. Them suckers have been fighting ever since they've been here. 
And God said that Ishmael would be a wild man. I do not believe it's in them to govern themselves without a tribal chief, without a ruler, without a dictator, without somebody to do the thinking. I don't think they can rule themselves. And we can pay them all we want to pay them to have peace. And there will be no peace until the Prince of Peace comes back. War, it's on its way. They're going to fight. They're going to fight. War's on their way. We're in a civil war here today. We're in a war of ideology. We're in a war politically. Have you ever seen? I'm telling you, you could say that the Union and Confederates are Democrats and Republicans. It's not what's good for the country. It's how much power can I gather and how much money can I circulate and how many more giveaway programs can we have and how many votes I can get. It's not about America. It's not about freedom. It's not about liberty. It's about you scratch my back and then when it's time for me to scratch yours, I'll change parties. We're in a civil war in America. We're in a civil war racially. It's worse right now than it was when I was a kid. I'm telling you, it's worse. That's all you hear about uh, political correctness. I don't even know how to spell that. How, How do you get politically correct? Black is black, white is white, gray is almost both of them. So I guess we're living in a gray area because you can't express yourself. They used to tell me I couldn't tell who I was politically for from behind the pulpit. Well, they forgot to tell me that. I forgot it. Political correctness is political bull. Amen. Amen. We're in a a war right now. We just don't realize it. We're we're in a power war, a a wealth war, a a control war, a territorial war. We're either red or we're blue or purple. We can't be a Democrat or Republican anymore. We've got to be a rhino. Dear God, help me. You say, I'm bored. Well, go to the toilet. I'll still be doing it when you get back. I want you to know something. Jesus said persecution is on its way. He said war is on its way. He said, I'm on my way. Jesus said, I'm on the way back. Would you please look in your Bible for just a minute at verse 27. Verse 27, Jesus said, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus is coming. He even told us there from which direction he's coming. Coming out of the east. That's how you can tell the head and foot of the graveyard 
tombstones always to the west. The feet is to the east. So when Jesus comes out of the east, all we're going to do is just stand up and there he is. Wouldn't it be something if we had turned the other way around and our feet come up? Last, dear God, we'd be in bad shape. But I know one thing, if I read my Bible correctly, Jesus said persecution is coming. You might as well get ready for it. War is coming. Might as well get ready for it. The end is not yet. Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. I'm still in control because I'm coming. Notice if you would again, if you just a minute, verse 30 in the same chapter. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Hey, Putin, did you hear that? Mr. Trump, did you hear that? Rocket man, did you hear that? (laughs) Christian, don't sweat it. Don't worry. Jesus is coming. Verse 42. Watch, therefore, for you know not the hour your Lord doth come. Verse 44, therefore be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. I don't know much about politics but I know what God said. He told me to Just be watchful. Persecution will come. When it comes, don't throw in the towel. Don't sell the farm. Don't worry about it. I'm still in control. War is going to come. And Jesus is on its way. To vindicate that in chapter 25, I'll not spend time there. But Jesus gives two or three parables in chapter 25 to enlighten us about chapter 24. In chapter 25, verses 1 through 13, he talks about ten virgins. Five are wise, five are foolish. Five is ready. Five is not worrying. Five is prepared. Five believes what God says. And five were Baptist. Who lived as if they had all the time in the world. Who worried about everything. Dear Lord, I've got to get everything straightened out here. And I don't need oil. He ain't coming back today anyhow. Got plenty of time to get oil. I need to take care of the B-U-L-L. And he kind of sums it up. Verse 13, watch therefore. Watch therefore for you know not neither the day or the hour 
wherein the Son of Man does what? Cometh. I know you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. He says, I'm in control. I know persecution's coming. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of that. I know war's coming. Don't worry about it because I'm coming. Is anybody here today? And then he tells the story about talents. Of giving some five and some two and some one. And then the Bible says in verse 19 of chapter 25. And he says, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. Have you ever been reckoned with? My dad used to reckon with me occasionally. My mom was a full-time reckoner. It was every day, all day. Gene, go get them switches. What for? Does Celia and Jesse need another whipping? No, Gene. Get big ones. They're for you. Have you ever been reckoned God knows how to reckon. He's coming again. Oh, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. There'll be pestilence and there'll be persecutions. All of that. But what you need to be busy about is to realize he's coming back to reckon with you. Not your sister, nor your brother, but it's you, O Lord, standing in need of prayer. Well, I need to close. You said, yes, you do. In the light of what has been said in the last 30 minutes, in the light of what we have gleaned from God's word this morning, In the light of there'll be wars and rumors of wars. Nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines, pestilence. In the light of that, what should I do? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start watching the Western Channel. I'm just kidding. What should I do in the light of what Jesus has said? Three words and I'll go. The first word is believe. You can, you can, you can remember that. Believe. The second word is trust. There's a difference in trust and belief. You've heard the old story about the man 
rolling the wheelbarrow across Niagara Falls. A man was standing and watching him and the man with the wheelbarrow said to the man, do you believe I can roll this wheelbarrow across that wire across them falls? He said, I believe you can. He said, then get in. That's trust. The third word for me is hope. Believe, trust, hope. The best thing in the light of World War III that you can do is believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved you, this world, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh the Father but by me. I am going to believe what God said. Seems like the television news changes from day to day, hour to hour, week by week. But this has never changed. And if the bombs fly, they may cut my head off. They may take my life. They may take my wealth but they can't take my home that's in heaven. Believe. Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me because in my Father's house are many mansions. I'm going to believe what this book says. And this book said, don't worry about it. I've got it in control. Don't fret about it. Don't sell the farm just because you hear somebody's shooting rockets at one another. Well, that didn't look like it excited you a whole lot. And I'm going to trust. I was thinking this morning as I was reading in all the Bible, if I could find an individual that would illustrate faith or belief, who would it be? And without any reservation, I came to conclusion it would be Abraham. Because the Bible said Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. So I'm just going to believe God. When the tornadoes come, I'm going to go to David's house and get in his storm shelter and believe God. And if David's got the storm shelter locked, I'm going to shoot the lock off. (laughs) Get in the storm shelter and believe God. The Bible says Abraham believed God. Just believe God. 
Just believe what he said. But if I was going to look in the Bible and find somebody who is an example of trust, I'd have to stop in the book of Job. Job trusted the Lord. When his family was gone, his wealth was gone, his prestige was gone, his honor was gone, his health was gone, and his wife looked at him and said, Oh man, why don't you just cuss God and die? And Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to believe what God said. I'm going to trust him to handle it. And my hope in nothing less but Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. You see, belief and trust produces hope. What's my hope? My hope is living on Hallelujah Boulevard. What is my hope? My hope is to be in next door to Ginger in heaven because she can't live in my mansion. (laughs) It's reserved for me. (laughs) But I want her close by just in case I want some Kool-Aid made. Is anybody here? My sermon title today, if you didn't get it, was There Will Be Wars and Rumors of Wars. But I just believe God, everything's under control. I'm just going to trust Him to take care of things. And I'm hoping and I'm looking. And I'm waiting for streets of gold lined with mansions down both sides. And mine's on one side of the street, Dr. House's is on the other. I hope his is way down the block. Anybody glad that God is still in control? Well, He said, see that ye be not troubled. You got that? Don't sweat it. Don't sell the farm. Don't throw your chips in. Don't kill your donkey. He's still in the race. 